0: is it possible we've been doing this all wrong? I mean, is is it possible? I mean, let's be fair, employer brand in the long-term stage of recruiting and, you know, cosmic blah, 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 is in its infancy, right? We're just barely figuring this stuff out. We're just, this is stage one of understanding what we're trying to do. I mean, recruiting has been recruiting for decades and decades and decades, right? um you know to some extent we've been recruiting people for a very very long time even if it was to join an army (laughs) you know hey king's over there that king's a jerk our king's a good king the right and just king we're gonna go take that king out who's with me that's recruiting 101 right who wants to join my little army um so it's possible that employer brand as it has only been well defined since the early 90s thank you simon um is really still figuring out, and is it possible, I wonder, that we have completely done it wrong? Have we completely missed the point? And I'm going to name check a friend of mine who is is the reason I'm having these thoughts, uh, uh, Ted Mellencamp, who is uh, over at Universum he formerly – he's a guy who's seen a thing or two. He knows a thing or two. He's been on uh, – he's done the big jobs, the big employer brand jobs, and he said something – uh in, in passing, I think, I don't think it, he realized you know how mind-blowing it was to me, that the idea that you know we focus on recruiting as the first client of employer brand, and honestly, that's wrong. They're the last people we should be talking to or worrying about. And I just kind of sat there, and the rest of it was, I mean, I don't know what the hell got said for the next minute, because my mind was just, so we're going to talk about who really needs recruiting here. Let's, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the world's most caffeinated employer brand and recruiting podcast. I'm your host, James Ellis. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time for joining in, We do things a little differently. We try and do deep dives. There's not a lot of interviews here. There's not a lot of news here. This is about how do we get smarter and better, and that means how do I get you smarter and better? How do I get you to think about these problems at a deeper level so that you can solve them and look like a genius to your boss? If this isn't the first time you've been here, thanks so much for returning. Feel free to share with your friends, your coworkers, your boss. I don't know. Uh, We really do appreciate that. All right, let's get into it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Um, f- ah, gosh, the RecruitCon and HireConf, those are real things because I just bought plane tickets. So I guess I'm going, uh, <laughs> like I wasn't going to go before. So that's New York in Na- in, in October and Nashville in November. Uh, come find me, come see me. And as always, if you see me in the real world and I'm carrying my brown, or my, not my brown, my gray bag, I've got stickers for you, if that's what you want. If you want a Talent Cast sticker, I got a sticker for you. Um, other things, yes. So I intimated. So I feel like I haven't recorded in a while. I recorded a bunch before I had to go to Sweden and do a, a New York and a bunch of things. So this is my first time I've recorded in like three weeks. So I feel like I'm working the muscle a little bit. Uh, getting the, kicking the rust off it. Uh, just, so I intimated that October... Uh, end of October, we'll have some big announcements, and we will. I, I'm going to tease you one more time. It's not 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 going to happen today. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is a pretty seriously interesting announcement, at least for me, and potentially for you. We'll see how it goes. So uh, I think next week, once I once we nail the details down, I'll let you know what's going on. But uh, the, the 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 end the net result being, I'm not going anywhere. Just things are a little different, and that's cool. So let's dive into it. Uh, oh, one last thing. If you want, if you like what I have to say and you like this sort of thing and you want to be kept up to date, not so much on the big picture idea stuff that we talk about here, but more like details and more like um, what are other people saying? I've got a little newsletter thing I do every Monday morning uh, just collecting articles that I find that are interesting and trying to annotate them and saying, hey, this is why these are interesting or this is why this is dumb. Uh, you should sign up. It's uh, employer brand headlines. It's in the show notes. Anyway, doo, 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 doo. hey. So, yeah, Ted, 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 I mean, just, I swear to God, he was sitting like one person away from me. He's like, you know, we talk about, and I can't do his Dutch accent any justice. So I'm not going to pretend. I'm not even going to pretend. Um, you know, he, this idea that, you know, we, we focus on the recruiters first and they may maybe the last audience we have to serve. And it, it just started like this tumbling of thoughts in my head. And the first thing I thought was, what was it like day one for me when I walked into groupon the big G the old day job and I said okay well I'm, I'm in charge I'm a, you know I'm no longer on the agency side I'm no longer on the outside looking in I'm no longer uh, going to be able to say yeah you should do this and charge people some extraordinary hourly rate and walk away uh, I, it was on me. It was on my back. It was my job. If it screwed up, if it failed, hi, how you doing? My name is James Ellis, and I did all the screwing up. So I knew that I had to do it right. And so I, I walked in, and the company hadn't had anybody in this role uh, in a couple of years. Hey, Dustin. Uh, you don't listen, I don't think, but hey, how you doing? Uh, uh, and, and frankly, even when Dustin was in that role, he did it very differently. He was very data-driven in a way that I didn't start it that way. Uh, he was more about analytics and recruitment marketing, and I'm trying to come in and, and think about it from a brand standpoint. So there's a lot of fallow ground, right? The farm had been left to sit for a couple years, and which is good and bad, right? You got to pick all the rocks out of the ground, and you got to uh, pull the weeds out of the ground. But frankly, the dirt's good. It's good soil. It's it's you know everything's kind of composted on itself. So you know this is farmer talk apparently. Um, You know, it was good stuff. And so I walked in I'm thinking, okay, the whole thing's sitting on my shoulders, which is what I asked for. This is what I wanted. This is great. No, this isn't a complaint, but it is a challenge. How do I do my job in a place where I was reporting directly into head of talent acquisition like so many of you are, uh, my employer brand friends? You, who do you got to make happy? You know, you're looking at these things and you're like, ultimately, while employer brand is incredibly powerful, incredibly useful, it's it's not always seen as a must-have. If, if the squeeze happens and the bad things start to happen, are you going to get rid of a senior recruiter or are going to get rid of the employer brander? And I can make, make a case for both, but I'm going to guess most businesses would get rid of the employer brander first employer brander doesn't put the butts in the seats the recruiter does now with the employer brander the recruiter gets to do a much better job blah 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 blah. but if you got to pick one yeah i'd be out of a job so i needed to make sure i was safe i need to make sure i had built up allies in places where i could show hey look you need me around hey look i can add value hey look and i'm hoping this sounds very familiar to a lot of you some of you who came in from recruiting some of you came from marketing it's a lot of building allies who can i make happy who can i make my friends so that when push comes to shove i have someone speaking up on my behalf right that is the that is the sum entirety of politics in modern business today so there i am and i'm sitting in a round surrounded by 15 recruiters maybe and they're all looking at me like i got three eyes like what the hell i what the hell does this guy do and my my new boss is kind of like i don't quite completely understand how you're going to make things magically better but I believe you will make things magically better, so figure out a way to make things magically better. Now, if I came in and said, okay, head of talent acquisition, I'm going to make things magically better by spending the next six months and making best friends with all the hiring managers in this company, at least the important ones. Um, So you just pay me for six months and I may not even be around. I may even travel a bit. I'm just going to go hang out and hear their problems and hear their situation and maybe make some suggestions. I'm just going to float. How long do you think I'd keep that job? Not very long. And certainly if, you know, you get a bad quarterly number and they look for heads to roll, mine's the first. I knew from a political standpoint my first job was to make recruiting happy. I'm surrounded by recruiters, my boss is head of recruiting. If I make recruiting better, I make my boss happier. I have an ally. I have uh, a protector. I have a rabbi, if you will, if we go back to Wall Street in the 80s. That's the the vernacular there. you just you had protection, you had someone who had your back, and so you start with recruiting. So it's very political how that process started. And again, maybe this sounds familiar. Maybe you had this job, maybe you were a recruiter, and your boss is still head of recruiting, and you know everybody who's surrounding you is a recruiter, and everybody you, everything you do thinks about recruiting, so you better start by solving for recruiting. I get it. I did the exact same thing. Now, was that the most effective way to do it? I don't know. So let's let's pretend, let's 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 shuffle the deck a little bit and let's pretend I wasn't walking into a place where I did not have a lot to prove i had a reputation for having done this somewhere else before right a lot of this was very much like having to prove i'm finally owning this brand it's finally on my on my shoulders i can take care of it um maybe this is a com- maybe this is a company that had experience with employer brand and knew the value of it maybe this is a, a a place where leadership bought into it and was demanding that we have an employer brand person and maybe i was less reporting to talent acquisition or maybe reporting to other people or at least having a lot more visibility in other people maybe the deck is different would I change my approach? And the answer is absolutely yes. And I think Ted is the guy who sparks that thinking that says, look, to make an employer brand excellent, to make it great, to make it do the things, we are literally paid to make it do. Not the glass door score, not the sentiment, not the reputation, not the application, not the funnel, none of that. But to make this a place where everybody knows it's an amazing place for certain people to work. That's the job. That is is the job in a nutshell. Next time you're interviewing, they say, what is this job? You say, my job is to make the right people understand that this is the best possible place for them to work and make it crystal clear. And the rest kind of, you know, works itself out. What does that have to do with recruiting? I mean, it's sort of, I mean, yes, there's a tenuous connection. And certainly if you're telling messages A, B, and C, and the recruiter's telling messages X, Y, and Z, you've got some problems. But really, the recruiter's should kind of be doing their own thing. They should take some cues for you. But employer brand that lives to serve for recruiters is an employer brand that's not seeing the big picture. And I am guilty, and I am the first person to say I'm guilty of doing exactly that. Now, luckily, I had the benefit of having a little open field, and once I got a couple of small wins, I had a little open space to run, and I could think bigger. I could focus bigger, but even now, thinking about it, and it's been a year now since I left that job, and I'm thinking about all the opportunities I left on the table and all the things I could have done to make it better, which, by the way, you should do. If you want to get better at what you do, do what every sports person does and athlete does, is look back on past performances say, ah, if I had swiveled my hips slightly or if I had looked over there, or if I had done this thing, I would have been better. You, you self-coach or you get a coach and that's expensive, but that's a separate conversation. Um, you gotta self-coach. So I was self-coaching myself and going, okay, if I had thought back, if I knew those things, what would I have done differently? And the truth is I would have spent less time making recruiting happy. I made recruiting happy for political reasons, not for effectiveness reasons. I should have stopped, I don't know, week three maybe week four thinking about recruiters in any way shape or form i should have made friends i should have figured out exactly what would get them um, make them a little happier immediately and in that case it would have been i'm going to make some job postings for you and rewrite them and give them to you so you don't have to worry about them and by the way this will attract more people it's not about evps it's not about big employer brand strategies it's about here's a tactical thing that just makes your life a little better right and recruiters being fairly tactical in and of themselves just by their very nature most of the times, they'll love it. They'll want more, but they'll love what you give them and they won't look at you like, what the hell are you doing here? Now maybe they'll look at you as the person who writes things <laughs> and that comes with its own problems. Or it's just like, you know, once you gave them swag and now you're swag person, swag guy, swag woman, swag maven, uh, the swag master, You know, you don't want that job. Your employer brand has, uh, swag has so little to do with employer brand and yet somehow it's the piece most people touch. Um, What would I have done differently? Well, I would have thought about how do I not just, and we again, talking about this, you know, maybe my brain was just primed for that comment talking about this idea that my job wasn't to spin. My job wasn't to make a, uh, 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 a silk purse from a sow's ear, so to speak. That is a phrase that my parents use. I don't know that other human beings use it. Every, time, every once in a while I use it and people look at me like, what? It is to say making something wonderful out of something crappy. You know, it was just to kind of you know put lipstick on a pig is another good one. My job was not to put lipstick on a pig. At least I didn't want it to be. It could have been. Let's be fair. Most companies don't know the value of employer brand, don't know what good employer brand looks like when they see it. So, frankly, you can kind of do what you want. You can If you can sell it, if you're a good BS artist, and by the way, I'm not too bad at doing the BSing, as you might imagine. Um, you know, If you can BS your way and say, no, no, this is what great employer branding is supposed to be, maybe they'll buy it. And, frankly, they probably will, unless they know better, and most people don't. It's just, it's just too new. It's just too complicated, messy an idea to know what great employer branding is. So if you stop by focusing on the recruiting, where would you focus? Well, that's a great question. And that that's the part that's making my wheels spin. And that's the part that's really making me wonder, look, the value of an EVP is one of those things like, if you're you an explorer, if you're Vasco da Gama, if you were Magellan, if you were, uh, I don't know, anybody, and you're trying to cross a big blue ocean for which you see no other side. And let's be fair, that describes every employer brander who's any good at their job. You kinda kick the boat out to the ocean and go, I got a good sense that a couple of days journey past the horizon, we'll get to where we wanna go. But in the middle, it's gonna be really scary cause I don't know what's what. What's useful is a compass and or a North Star, which by the way, in those times was the same. (laughs) Knowing which way was no, north, always, never being able to get turned around, always having a, a sense of this way is not the direction I'm heading, but if I have this as a standard, no matter where I go, I can create my own heading. If I'm trying to always sail sail west or sail east, I know that the north is always on my left or on my right, right? That is how you sail. Your compass points you north Then and you want, to go, uh, uh, you want to go west, you keep the compass pointing to your right that's how you do it you don't have to sail to the north you're not trying to get to the north pole you're not trying to get to the north star you never will but by having that north pole that due north pointed you can figure out based on that where do i want to go and that's what an evp a well-crafted a well-considered a full with pillars and touch points and a you know the whole gamut an evp not a tagline not a tagline, an EVP, a purpose, a reason for being, why this company exists and what, it, what is the value proposition? What is the reason people join it, right? It, something that doesn't have to be said. You don't have to glue the compass to the, to the mast and say, hey, everybody, we're heading this way. It doesn't have to be that. Honestly, so long as the navigator and the captain know which way north is and know which way they're going, what does every other sailor need to know where north is? What they need to know is have faith that the captain and the navigator know, and they know what they're doing, and then, frankly, do their jobs, right? So if an EVP is that North Star, and I'm not going to use recruiters, and, and, and recruiters are the people you know pulling at the oars, making the, the boats go, pulling the ropes, who should I be focusing on? Who should I be spending my time in? And the answer is business leads. The truth is I should have spent more time talking to and about and with business leads. So here's my argument, coming on 20 minutes into this conversation, if you can believe it. My argument is what employer branding is magic at? And I've talked about this last two episodes. We are uniquely and sometimes kind of sort of solely positioned to be the person who sees the whole company. Right, Every team needs hiring, every team, but recruiters focus on accountants or they focus on tech or they focus on sales or they focus on university. They, they have their focuses. They don't see the whole company. They see that one slice of the company because that's how they get to be good recruiters. They know accounting pretty darn well. They can talk to accountants in their accountant's language. Therefore, they can attract accountants. Very different thing. Yes, they could recruit everybody, but they would be pretty mediocre recruiters. They focus. Employer branders get to see it all all employer branders with a good evp with a good brand with good communication with good talking points with good communication channels that they're leveraging should be talking to university students should be talking to entry-level students should be talking to somewhat you know experienced people should be talking to very experienced people people managers executives subject matter experts all of those people make choices to work for you Every team, every level, every department, every single person sees on some level that employer brand. They're all on that boat. They join that boat because they know it's going to go in the right direction. It's going where they want them. They want to be taken. You don't join a boat going west if you want to go east. You don't join Google if what you want to do is chill out and work four hours a day. Wrong boat. <laughs> it's just the wrong boat you don't join the amazon boat if you don't want to be challenged that's the boat it's the boat it's the uss challenge each other over there right for better or for worse for good or for bad it's not a judgment call it's simply a matter of that's what they do this is why they get out of bed it is why they do what they do why do you join the post office why do you work at the post office stability it's the HMS stability. It's the HMS things almost never change. <laughs> right? That is the value of a DMV or a post office or a government job for the most part. Not all government jobs. but. That is why you join that boat, because you know in the direction it is sailing. Now, if you randomly jumped on a boat and you don't know which way it's going, it is a hell of a coin flip to know where you're, what you're gonna get and if you're gonna be happy, which is why the value of that employer brand is to say, this is what you get when you show up, because this is where we're going. Now, again, the employer brander is the only person who can see all those aspects. They can see the rudder, and now I'm just taking this metaphor crazy, and I did not plan for this, as you will soon surely tell, you know they, they, they the employer brand knows where the rudder is, it knows where the wind is, It knows how the sails are, it knows what the rigs and the, the, the ropes and the lines are. It knows the the, the the sturdiness of the hull It can see the weather coming. It talks to the you know the, the captain, it talks to the person in the crow's nest who's looking around looking for weather, looking for other ships. It knows that the crew is drunk. It knows that the crew is hungry or full. It knows all those things. And by doing so, it creates the story of what they're going to get so that the next time that ship sails, you can say, look, we know that when we hit rough weather, we tend to do this. We tend to fight amongst ourselves and it's all every person for themselves. Or it's that is when we band together and we see the best of each other. What's it like when everybody's hungry? This is what happens. What's it like when everybody's hungry full, bellies are full and they're feeling satisfied? This is what it looks like. What does it happen when we land where we think we're gonna land? This is what it looks like. It's a weird job without question, but worrying about the recruiters pulling those oars, eh, it's not gonna get you where you wanna go. It's too transactional. It's too focused on just putting the butt in the seat, making the butt show up in the seat just a little bit earlier, a little bit faster, meh. Sorry, my password clicked, I gotta do the thing. Uh, That's not as useful, that's not nearly as useful as you want it to be. And your position is to see the whole thing. So leverage that incredibly unique position and ignore recruiting. Now don't really ignore recruiting, it's still there, you still get your paycheck from them, but what you need to do is not focus on how do I make recruiter's life better, which is, to be fair, kind of a jerk move, and I'm guilty of that too, you try trying to tell recruiters how to do their jobs which is always a bad idea which is never gets you know i've i've made some missteps certainly in my time and again self-coaching we learn um but to say look you should go out and tell the hiring managers look here's the deal recruiters are looking for this this is what the messages are this is what it's compared to the biggest challenge is hiring managers because they don't hire every single day because they're not recruiting every single day they forget they forget that things change you know, I, anybody have a, a, an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend from like years and years back and you run into them and you're like, oh, you got old. Well, yeah, they weren't cast in amber just because that, your memory casts them in amber. They haven't changed in your memory, but life moved on. You just didn't engage with it. You didn't know. The same thing for the talent market. If you hired a developer three years ago, your experience of hiring a developer three years ago and experience hiring a developer today are vastly different. The salaries are going to be different. Where you find them is going to be different. What they need to know before they even consider talking to you is going to be different. How you reach out to them is going to be different. What the expectations are are going to be different. All of it is different. And if you only have to hire someone once every once in a while, you think it's the way it used to be. And you need to remind them. So employer branding needs to say look, not only have things changed, but the expectations on you have changed. You need to help do your part to tell the story of what it's like to work here. Oops, I just dropped a thing. What it's like to work here. Why people show up. What is it like when we get hungry? What is it like when we celebrate a victory? What is it like when things get rough? What is it like first thing in the morning? I don't know. What is it like? Show off those stories. Your job is to create a kind of viral change, and there's a subject. It's a book I'm reading. It's still, like I said, it's feeding into the brain. It's making things turn um, your job is to kind of feed this virus of an idea that is supposed to go just crazy run through the entire body of the company to say this is what we're all like the outcomes of which are once everybody knows why they work there or are reminded why they work there no one goes to the post office great job the post office can't wait till tomorrow and we get the big bonus that doesn't happen but if people, you know, people can, can grumble because people are grumblers, that's what they do usually, myself included, um, they'll grumble about the salary but the, your job as an employer brand is to remind them, look, you're not here for the big salary, you're here for the stability. You're here for the X or the Y or, or, or the Z, not the A, B, and C. And if you can tell that story in such a way that everybody sees everybody else telling that story, you have the virus that happens, that, you know, that, the narrative virus of, yeah, we all work here for this reason. I'm not gonna complain so much about the salary because I'm here for the blank. I'm here because at 4.30, I get to go home every single day and do whatever the hell it is I do after 4.30. That's why I'm here. Tell that story and the grumbling goes away. Tell that story and people remind it every day as they wake up and choose to work there. That's right, I work here because all I have to do is grind through these eight hours and I'm home, I can do whatever I want. Whether it's drink beer and do nothing or paint, whatever it is, write poetry you got to imagine there's post office poets. you got to imagine, right? That's a job that demands poetry. It's, you're, you're by yourself all day. You're staring at letters. How are you not a poet? Anyway, that's a sidetrack we don't need to get into. You're uniquely suited for that, to tell that story, to spark that virus, to infest the host, to make everybody remember what it's all about. Is there a knock-on effect for recruiting? Absolutely. But do you work for recruiting? No. What you really do is re- you are working for the soul of a company. And in the same way that the human soul does not exist in any particular organ if you believe in that sort of thing, I mean, if you do believe in a soul, it, do- it doesn't reside in one particular part. It's not in your brain. It's not in your heart. It's kind of, it's that thing. It's the thing we don't know. It's the thing we can't touch. It's the thing we can't put our fingers and say, oh, oh there's the pancreas. And that's where your spleen lives or that's where your soul lives. Nobody can do that. Employer brand's kind of the same way. You're the soul of the company. Your job is to foster the soul of the company, to remind it what its mission in life is, to move it forward in bad times, to encourage it in bad times, to to take that moment and celebrate the good. And that's not a party planning committee job. Let them order the napkins. Your job is to spread a gospel a narrative of what it's like to be here for people inside and outside. The recruiters will see the impacts so long i mean more applicants better applicants better informed applicants because the way you tell that story is you're going to put it online and you're going to put it on video and you're going to put it on podcast you're going to put it out into the world and suddenly recruiters are going to start to hear those stories coming back at them reflected back at them from the candidates and be like wow everybody i talk to really seems to get what we're about this is a much more amazing process Again, much like a soul, you can't point to it. They might not be able to point and say, ah, because the employer brand person put this article out in the world, it solved that problem. It doesn't work that way. They're gonna notice that when they give offers, they're more likely to be accepted because everybody knows what the challenges are and what the outcomes are. They know the good and the bad because the employer brand person has put that stuff out into the world and it reflects back. People don't leave too fast because they were reminded on a regular basis why they work here, what the value is. People, when they do leave, they say nice things about it because they say, you know what? It was a rough place to work, but it was exactly what, I, it, was what it said on the label. It's going to be a challenging place to work, and I, I learned so much. And if that's the story you want to tell, that is a great story you want people leaving to tell because whether or not they come back, they tell people you never t- talk to and are influencing and advocating on your behalf in a, in a space that you will never get to, that recruiting will never get to. So you are going to absolutely support recruiting, but that doesn't mean you live in recruiting. That doesn't mean recruiting needs to be your first client as it was mine for so, so, so very long. So I'm not saying we don't need recruiting, we absolutely need recruiting, but I'm just wondering what would happen if today, as an employer brand person, you stopped looking to serve recruiting, and as Bob Dylan would say, everybody's got to serve somebody, what Ask yourself, what are you serving? Who are you serving? How are you serving them? And if you can pull yourself away from recruiting a little bit, what will you see because of that? What opportunities will present themselves? What people can you engage with? How will you engage with them? How will you get them to spread the gospel of your particular employer brand in a way that you never thought of? How do you not just empower, which is a bullshit word, how do you not just motivate or engage? Because those are weird words. But to really make them Feel it. See it. Be it. So that when the world looks at them and they look at that person, they go, Yeah, that's what that company's all about. That's your job, if you can believe it. Good for you getting that gig. Good for you. It also happens to be insanely hard. Again, good for you. I like a challenge myself. <laughs> Hopefully, you do too. But think about what would your job be if you weren't trying to serve recruiters first. I think that will open some pretty interesting opportunities for every single employer brand pro. I can't think of one that wouldn't get something out of that thinking. Not, I'm not going to tell them what it is because how would I know? But it's a way of looking at that world that makes you see new opportunities that you couldn't see before. What would happen if you didn't serve recruiting? So again, Ted, thank you so much. It was a, a genius idea. I don't know who else you've told. Um, I don't even think you know how genius an idea that is. So uh, there you go. You, you, you moved my head, which is something. Uh, it's a big noggin. It's a big old melon is what that head is. Um, so thanks, Ted. I appreciate that. Um, have fun in, in Barcelona, where it is such an ugly place to live, I guess. Be living in Barcelona, man. That's just cruel to everybody else. Anyway, thanks, Ted. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I got big news coming down the road. Um, If you have any thoughts on what you'd like me to talk about, anything, topics you'd like me to cover before August or October, I'm not saying it's all going away. I'm just saying things will change. So this is a great opportunity as we hit our three-year anniversary to speak up and say, talk more about this. And I don't know why I made your voice like that. That was rude. That was really rude of me. Um... So yeah, thanks for sharing. Thanks for spreading the word. Thanks for posting this to LinkedIn and Twitter and all that good stuff. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm not getting maudlin as we get to the three-year anniversary, but I'm I, I have to take a moment and realize the 120,000 downloads in the last two years or so is not nothing. It's 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 something. It's it's been a great ride so far. So I'm thrilled that we get to do it together. So I'll see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the war talent. At TheWarForTalent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.